looking to accelerate your acting career, to stand out from the pack, join host Frank Fawcett as we ignite your acting career. Our show is 100% listener supported. So if you've gotten anything out of the show, please consider supporting Ignite Your Acting Career at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Ignite Your Acting Career. Or you can do a one-time donation at Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign Fawcett Media. Um, By doing this, this will keep us uh, bringing you the content that you love from Ignite Your Acting Career. Uh, We've got all types of levels uh, all the way from $5 monthly to $100 per month. You get general uh, support, ad-free content. You can get a one-on-one career console with me, live streams, added content. It's going to be really nice over there. So go ahead and subscribe on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Ignite Your Acting Career. Um, I've been meaning to put up an episode for like, a long time let's just put it like that and um you know it's been tough but i gotta do it i gotta get back to it i gotta get consistent with this thing so um because i feel like more than ever now our uh this message is very important uh first off let me say rest in peace nipsey hustle um you've been an inspiration um, in, in your passing and, uh, the events of the last current last few weeks have illuminated the brilliant work you've been doing your whole life. I was a fan already. Um, and I knew that there was so much more that you were doing for your community, for this world. Um, so rest in power. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I said, back in the building, um, lots been going on right now. I've actually been writing. Um, I've actually been performing. I've actually been hustling. And, um, you know, a lot of those things are interesting. I'm, I'm actually in Los Angeles right now, um, greater Los Angeles area, been here for about five months i think the last time i checked in i was in atlanta um just you know out here going at the hollywood thing again you know i'm an actor originally by trade but in this day and age right now and what we're going to learn through the course of this is that you can no longer just be an artist your art has to lead you to other disciplines I've already started, you know, stretching myself. Uh, I'm currently editing a short project. Um, I don't know exactly what medium it's going to fall under right now. It's a short film, but it could, it's actually been uh, designed and created as a, as a pilot, a television pilot. So, you know, that, that could lead me down a whole nother path. You know what I mean? Like I could take this to television and then, you know, expand the idea or it could exist in the current form that it's in right now. Now, the good thing about it is that it's already in the can and it's been in the can for a while because 
as the learning curve turns, <laughs> as you, you know, acquire these skills, you know, you have to also require the maintenance that goes along with it. So my computer wasn't able to handle some of the large files uh, for a long time. I scratched my head. I threw up my hands a couple of times and but I never quit. You know, I, I always knew I would get back to it. Um, I finally had to wipe my whole computer, which was a whole task in itself, and um, put that thing, you know, into a new state so that I could handle the files uh, from the red camera that I shot on, as well as uh, I shot on um, a couple other cameras. And so I'm just going to piece this thing together. You know, I'm just going to put it together. I don't know how long it's ultimately going to be. Uh, I showed the rough cut to a couple friends and it, you know, I'm getting really good feedback from it just based on the subject matter alone. And like I said, you know, at the top of the show with, you know, the passing of Nipsey Hussle is inspiration. It's inspiration to go out there and get it. It's inspiration to not let my limitations hold me back. And as a matter of fact, to, to capitalize on the fact that, you know, you know, we come from a, a disadvantage. It's time we're heard now. You know what I mean? It's time that we start letting our voice and our stories get out to the public. And, you know, that means disruption. That means innovation. And that means uh, distribution, you know. So we've got so many outlets for content to get to people. And, you know, there was always something about me. I never wanted to just be another Internet performer you know, like if you know my background, I've, I've studied acting, you know, for a, a solid seven years when I was, you know, in my early 20s. And, um, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't say that I, I put myself above anybody as an Internet comedian. I feel like they have an advantage because they haven't come from, you know, a theater background or like, you know, have been on a major network television show um, because they don't know any better they just go out there and say okay this is the way you do it but you know the paradigm has shifted and the game is totally different now so you know content creators from youtube uh instagram um you know going all the way back to the early days of twitter um everybody's everybody's having to make themselves more accessible um, now there's some guys, I, I really don't envy their situation. They might have the millions of followers, but I mean, they are on a strict schedule where they have to put out, you know, content constantly. And I think that's a luxury I have at this point is because I can, I can maybe change the method of content, this podcast you're listening to, or, um, I can also you know, it's more than just like, you know, little clips, you know, because I, I feel like those guys that have been deemed Internet comedians are now obligated to the Internet in a way. And uh, if, if they decide to grow and go into some more mainstream stuff, then that takes away from their Internet presence and potentially harms them. You know, um, you know, that's the question, the age old question of do they love me? uh do they love me for the stuff I'm putting out consistently or do they just love me? You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like a lot of them get 
caught in the trap of, you know, um, constantly being on a schedule to put out content, ad paid, paid content, you know, and how do they monetize it? Now it can be cool to, you know, work for brands and, you know, put the ads in there. And I would love that extra money, man. That would, that would do wonders in my life. I could do some serious production with that, but like, I don't know. A lot of them are having to pay for their lifestyle. You know, they're having to pay for, you know, travel and, you know, clothes and all kinds of things that that go along with being a, a popping internet comedian you know whatever and I, I i can see them struggling through the growing pains but you know it's 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 a it's a good thing it's all good you know because that opportunity didn't exist when i was coming up 15 years ago when i was you know out here um but either way um Everything's bright. You know, we're looking up. We're looking up, up, up. Because, you know, I just uh, wrapped a play called Inhalation. It was a workshop reading series for the uh, Inkwell Theater. Um, We did it in Los Angeles off Pico Boulevard at a theater I had worked for, I think now, 13 years ago. Um, they've since changed management and ownership, but, um, back then it was called the Black Dahlia. Now it's called the VS Theater. And we did six nights, uh, over two weeks, four, uh, four week rehearsal process, which was quite grueling. Um, because there were some initial ideas that we wanted to, you know, almost, you know, come within an inch of staging this reading. (laughs) We were going to really put on this play. And I think, you know, what we ended up doing, which was uh, a kind of mix of, you know, staging and uh, reading from from um, music stands. Uh, I think it was just as effective, if not more so, because we got to focus on the musicality of the language. It's written by a playwright named John Lavelle. Um, really great guy. He um, he was prolific in his revisions of this thing because he really wanted to get it right because it was about. You know, the fireman in 1978, he comes from a family of firemen. His dad was a fireman that um, inspired my character, I believe. And, um, you know, I played the lieutenant of this firehouse in this, in uh, Brooklyn. <laughs> it was called the Soul Patrol, and it's based loosely based on reality, a black, uh, majority black firehouse in the Brooklyn section, I think, in... Um, I forgot what section it was exactly, but, but yeah, so we fictionalized and kind of went around, gave a story about it and gave me, you know, some really meaty, dramatic moments to sink my teeth into about time, right? You know, I've been, um, been looking for a vehicle for that for a long time. So I'm very grateful for them and, um, you know, the whole team at the Inkwell Theater, uh, Annie and Daniel, Daniel and, um, they just put together a good show and it's good, good, um, artistic fertile ground, um, to put this thing on. So I'd like to see where it goes, you know, uh, no guarantees that I'll be involved in the next incarnation of this play, but you know, I wish them all the luck and, uh, and the best with it. You know, we really affected some audiences. I I saw it firsthand, you know, there was people in tears, you know, as well as, you know, 
boisterous laughing. You know, I had a couple people come and I had to ask him. I was like, <laughs> I was like, was that you laughing in the back? Like, I just heard this, you know, kind of very cutting laugh that cut through. So I think people enjoyed it overall. And, you know, that's all I can ask for. You know, that's all I can hope for as an artist is that my work affects people and really touches them, you know, in a way. Um, great cast. I had worked with some of the guys before on a showcase that I did out here. So, you know, I, I really hit the ground running in L.A. To be out here five months, I've already done a substantial reading and, you know, also a showcase for the industry, uh, which was more geared to the writers. Um, I can maybe talk about that on a whole other episode. It's called Tish Other. Um, I'm a graduate of NYU grad acting. And um, so that made me uh, eligible to participate in this kind of partially funded showcase for, you know, writers. And it was a great idea. You know, we uh, collaborated with writers, uh, directors, and, you know, of course we were actors. And uh, yeah, that was also another positive event. I think that actually, yeah, it definitely um, got me the opportunity to do inhalation. Um, but yeah, like very positive in good spirits. Um, I'm going to get back to this editing, uh, soon and, um, try to, try to work on my marketing plan or whatever hook I can make, because I want to, I want to put this out in a way where it doesn't just happen on the internet nobody sees it you know <laughs> like i feel like there's so many of those things we put out into the internet and i think that's why i'm selective still about what i put out there uh because you know they they can linger in obscurity until that you know until that moment hits um what else have i been doing all year i went to a couple premieres and parties i went to the punisher premiere for the second season with my good friend royce johnson who i should have on this show um at some point We've been talking about it for months, but, uh, you know, we'll get around to actually setting up the thing. And like I said, I'm going to start being on here more and more often. I know I say this every time, but um, I thank you all for listening um, to Fawcett Media Podcast. Um, this is a powerful medium, and I, I need to take it more seriously and uh, you know, realize that this is this is minor commitment for uh, a, a very impactful gain. I don't even know if I said that right, but uh, <laughs> I feel like somebody's going to gain some knowledge from what I've got to offer. You know, I've been in this business technically since I was 16 years old. And, and I just think as a wealth of knowledge that I want to share with people and, you know, that's always kind of been my personality is like, sure, it's great to get it yourself, but it's also great to facilitate others. It's equally as great, if not greater. So I'm going to go ahead and sign off right now. And like, like I said, I might just come back with some quick hits, you know, as the day goes, as thing goes. And um, as I kind of refine my recording process, and I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'll talk to you later.
as a bonus, this is a rewind to last year on the Ignite Your Acting Career podcast. Hey, this is Frank Fawcett, actor, writer, producer, director, uh, mostly actor. Um, wanted to welcome you to my anchor station. Uh, I'll be giving up tips on surviving the artistic acting life, uh, survival hustles, uh, and some advice, you know, call in with your questions and, uh, you can also get me on all my social media at Frank Fawcett. That's F-R-A-N-K. F-A-U-C-E-T-T-E. And, uh, yeah, look forward to talking to you. Later. Hey, what's up? This is Frank Fawcett. Good morning. I'm walking up the lovely streets, snow-flurried streets of New York City right now. Um, It's interesting. It's interesting that I started this anchor channel right at this moment because um if you if you're tuned into my life i actually was in atlanta up until last week and i just made the move back to new york city to pursue more acting opportunities um you know people say this all the time they're like oh they're always making movies in atlanta they're making a bunch of movies in atlanta sure they are making a bunch of movies in atlanta but as an actor you have to realistically understand when you're getting the opportunities uh to 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 be involved in those movies let's just put it like that um you know actors don't realize uh that the grass is always greener on the other side and i've been through that several times uh because when you're in atlanta you see all these projects being made and then you realize that the cast is being cast out of new york and or L.A. (laughs) for the major roles, the principal roles. And then, you know, everything else kind of filled in, if they're lucky, in the the minor city, you know. I use Atlanta as an example, but this happens everywhere. This happens in in Vancouver. This happens in uh, New Orleans. And you can really come up. You can really actually, you know, get on some pretty major projects. I've seen friends of mine be on Marvel movies and... Um, all types of films, independent films, you know, studio films, and um, you know they've got major casts and you know multi-million dollar budgets. Uh, but if you don't, if you aren't lucky enough, let's just say lucky enough, because those things are few and far between. Uh, if you're not lucky enough to to get booked on one of those, well, you're kind of stuck, you know. And, um, you know, I spent the last summer pretty much cooling my heels, just chilling, you know, like working on my own projects. Now, you know, I always keep myself busy, but, you know, you find when you're not being submitted on the projects that you know, you know, have a possibility of being right for you, uh, you, you realize that you have to take a step out, a leap of faith, you know, because at least the last time I was up here, I spent a year up here last year, uh, I was auditioning for commercials consistently, 
I was auditioning for voiceovers. I had a book the Bud Light voiceover that was, you know, life changing. You know, like it was a year long money or one day's worth of work. I say one day, <laughs> about two hours worth of work, not even. Um, you know, I basically lined up and did uh, 27. No, it was, I think the final total was 31 voiceovers for Bud Light on a football campaign, you know, a campaign for their team cans. So, you know, every team in the NFL last year, uh, you probably heard my voice locally in your um, in your local radio station supporting your team. <laughs> so, and then a couple of generic ones that were, you know, and that work right there was... Uh, was rewarding, you know, and, it, and like I said, it made my year off a couple of hours of work. So, you know, I, I think that's, this is part of my spiritual season right now, you know, like certain things are moving me in a direction that, you know, I could have never guessed that I would have gotten that voiceover by just moving to New York, simply, you know. Uh, so I'm back again. I'm back again to get another one. Let's go. 2017 to 2018. Trying to make these moves. But anyway, uh, this is Frank Fawcett. You can follow me on my social media. Frank Fawcett. F-R-A-N-K-A-U-C-E-T-T-E. And, you know, like I said, call in. Um, you know, we'll try to get some some um, questions answered if you have any. Um, that was the one thing that was missing from my last podcast. I mentioned, meant to say something about this last time. I had a podcast, or I still have a podcast on SoundCloud. It's just a couple of episodes of me talking about kind of my background and history. If you wanted to get a longer form content, check it out. Later.